Hey my friend, welcome back to the Arm to the Heart podcast. Today we're going to dive deep into boundaries and this is going to be kind of a comprehensive guide to you know how to assess where we need to set boundaries um, and how to do so with love and compassion and with confidence. And the reality is that boundaries can be the number one source of stress during the holidays and with you know the Christmas season especially quickly approaching it means that now more than ever we really need to assess the boundaries that might be needed and so before we get into these you know scenarios where we might feel like extra stress around family members or people who might push certain buttons if we really want to show up aligned as and also take care of our, ourselves in the ways that we can control and take care of our mental health and boundaries are going to be super, super important for us. And so what we're going to cover today is what boundaries are, what they're not, why they're important, why they're so dang hard, how to overcome these challenges of both setting and also maintaining boundaries when it's difficult to do so, how to know where you should implement boundaries or where you can adjust the boundaries you might already have, um, and exactly how to do so with with love and grace and compassion for both yourself and for other people. So you can really be confident that your boundaries are kind of the right amount of firm, but also not too rigid and full of love. And so right now, really quick, go ahead and pause me. If you don't have a pen and paper with you, you're going to want to grab a journal and a pen so you can write down these tips today. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So as a mom especially, I've just learned over time the hard way how important it is to set boundaries in a loving way to really protect my peace and to protect my priorities and to make sure that I'm staying aligned with my own values and showing up in the way that I really want to for the people around me who, who really matter most to me. And so for the holidays, you know, you might be facing a few different things that might might be a sign that that boundaries are needed and so maybe you're feeling like rushed and stressed and stretched thin going around everywhere to visit everyone else um, maybe you feel like there's unwarranted comments or remarks or these unsolicited opinions um, and these questions that you don't really like answering maybe you're getting a lot of parenting advice uh, from extended family members maybe you're getting these questions like oh are you still breastfeeding your baby how long are you going to keep doing that uh, oh is your baby sleeping through the night like why don't you just sleep train your baby oh, your body looks a little different, or maybe comments about your body. So many different things that we can face during the holidays. And, you know, again, giving grace, especially to our extended family, not everybody necessarily has the awareness to of, of when they're pushing our buttons, but the reality is that we do need boundaries. And the importance of boundaries, let's just go through, jump in right away. What are boundaries? I want to give you full permission to set them, but first we're going to cover a little bit more background here. So boundaries are it's like a distance that we can set where it's basically allowing us to be able to love the other person and love ourselves and respect ourselves and respect them simultaneously. And so we are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we don't understand first how to respect ourselves, and then we're, we're not going to, by extension, be able to respect other people. And so 
we're kind of deciding with boundaries how do you want to connect with people and then how do you not want to connect with people how do you want to separate yourself from other people and so boundaries help us live kind of cleanly they're a check for us ensuring that our actions are aligned with our values and it also is something that can really allow us to protect our peace especially in the face of different toxic maybe influences or, or just negative external influences they protect us from offering more of ourselves than we're willing to give um, or, or really sacrificing our mental health or our physical health um, in order to please other people or, or to just um, kind of subject our, our own needs to everyone else's needs. And, and it's really this kind of ultimate form of self-care. But it gets a, a bad rap sometimes because of that. And so we're going to dive into some of these kind of misconceptions and things that might be like mental roadblocks for us in setting boundaries. Because I had a ton of narratives in my head about how boundaries are selfish and all these things. So we're going to break through all of this when we talk about, um, you know, some of the struggles and the challenges in boundaries. So I know it can be hard, even when we understand boundaries in theory, it can be so hard to actually implement them and then to uphold them when we're facing that resistance. And so again, recognizing boundary violations are the number one source of stress over the holiday season. And we just might not feel empowered or equipped in how to handle so many of these different circumstances. But I think many of us, all of us probably desire to protect the holiday experience that we really want to have, that we really dream of having, whether it's for ourselves or even more importantly, probably for our families, you know, and for our kids. And this oftentimes does come up with extended family. And I'm, what I'm seeing in my group coaching community right now, the ladies that are in my group, there's a lot of conversations about how our family members have been pushing our buttons, you know, and, and the reality is that our family can really push our buttons easily because they're the ones that kind of installed those buttons in the first place, right? We were conditioned in certain ways by our family relationships and our dynamics. And so those things that we're sensitive about, the things we maybe are uncomfortable with or don't want to have a conversation about or things we do want to have a conversation about desperately or those needs that are either unmet needs or, or kind of the, the ways that we're still wounded and those needs that were unmet as a child. Our inner child is, is coming out more when we're with our family, and that's the reality of it. And so if you're feeling like it's easy to kind of regress into who you once were instead of who you've become or who you've grown into, then I completely understand, and that's what so many of us are navigating, and that's what I love just holding space for those kinds of conversations and struggles and working through them together in community. So that's what my ladies are doing, and it's just it's so beautiful to be able to support one another in that and, and be a safe space to have those kind of vulnerable conversations. So, you know, boundaries throughout the holidays might be about who do we travel to see? Those decisions we have to make. How long do we travel? How long do we stay with them? What does it look like when we travel? You know, what's going to feel best for us as a family? How can we protect our family time and our ability to be present and kind of the joy and the peace that we might want um, for our own family or for maybe my husband and I or for my kids? Um, how can we do that if we can't even protect our own peace maybe, you know? And, and so those are a couple things that might be coming up. But I know from coaching dozens of women over this last year or two this is a very big struggle in so many ways and it's not only in the holidays but I also see it a lot in pregnancy and especially postpartum postpartum is a huge one so we could have a whole other probably have a whole other podcast episode on preparing for postpartum and a big part of that is setting boundaries to protect your own peace and your mental health because that's what allows you to thrive as a mother so you know one of the hardest things I think with boundaries is actually that we often need boundaries with ourselves the most, to be very honest. So that's that's just something to be aware of as well. And ultimately, the people who want what's best for us will respect, they will understand our values and our priorities. They will not push or force us to do things that are uncomfortable. They will not intentionally harm us or force us to sacrifice, you know, 
our mental health or physical health or whatever it is to stay in connection with them. But that oftentimes is what we feel. And so, you know, I, I really think the number one best tip that I have for you, if you don't take anything else away from this conversation, this is the number one thing that I want you to remember for the holidays or for postpartum, whenever it is, set the boundaries ahead of time before you get into any uncomfortable situations or before those boundaries end up being crossed. And so what does this look like? This looks like letting your family or friends know ahead of time what you might need or what you do need. And you could even say, like, if this is if this happens, I'm not comfortable with this or I'm not going to be willing to stay in the environment. I'm going to have to remove myself or whatever it might be. And so that's just an example, but we're going to dive deeply into all of this. So the, the next thing that I want to talk about, we're going to take it a step further of why boundaries are important. We're going to go through what the cost is of not having boundaries. And again, I've personally just grown tremendously in this area over the last few years through tons of prayer, through tons of reflection, just guidance from other people, accountability and support um, from role models and mentors and coaches. And so this is taking a lot of inner work. And I just encourage you, wherever you're at, I hope this meets you where you're at and just allows you to continue to move forward. So as I kind of talk about a lot, the first prison that we always break free from is a lack of awareness. And in this case, it's going to be a lack of awareness of the things that are impacting our mental health. And our lack of boundaries oftentimes is a big contributor to our struggles in mental health. And each of us are going to be on a kind of different place and different, um, you know, place and kind of a scale of extremes in our mental health. But there's lots of roadblocks that are disturbing our peace, that are causing extra stress or anxiety, that are causing a lack of harmony between our lives that we're actually living and our values and those areas that we might be compromising our own worth and our dignity. And so through God's grace, I'm just so grateful for finally understanding much more the, the cost of a lack of boundaries. And it's given me a much more, much greater impetus to actually set them even when it's hard and when it kind of goes against the grain. And so something that, that is costing you, your internal peace, compromising of your dignity and your worth, your capacity to be present, joyful, and to fully embrace the quality time with your family or with other people that you love, that you're in relationship with. It's keeping you stuck in reaction or survival mode. It's impairing decision-making. It's wasting energy, time, talent. It's creating an internal dissonance in your heart when you're not holding yourself accountable to your personal priorities with integrity. Um, it's, it's causing you to fall victim to kind of the enemy of the great, which is distraction by all of about all of the good things. We're distracted by all these good things and that tempts us to put kind of the secondary things in front of the primary things, to lose our focus on the dreams and goals and and the things that God is uniquely calling us towards. Maybe it's our vocation, our family, our um, specific ways that we're meant to serve and we're being pulled in a lot of different directions instead by different shiny objects or different shoulds that are out there from society. Um, maybe it's making us fall. It probably is making making you fall into tyranny of the urgent over what's most important. It's affecting your ability to manage your mind and maintain emotional command. It's affecting your ability, your relationship with God and your receptivity towards the blessings God has for you um, and also for your family. In professional life, it's costing your peace and order about your day. It, it forces you to, in, in a lot of ways, neglect the need to take breaks or time block. It is impairing your focus and efficiency, which is then impacting your ability to actually get back home to your family faster, like you probably want to do. Um, it's impacting your ability to kind of take that step back and feel like you can actually take a break from work without it hanging all over your head all the time, or your to-do list hanging over your head. 
It's causing you to pour yourself out for others without giving yourself permission to rest and to refill your own cup too, so that you can sustain that level of generosity and contribution to other people without depletion and without feeling like you are just running on fumes. Um, in, in the past, the reason I know this is because these are all the things I struggled with too, and this was the cost for me. This is what I reflected on and what I realized it was costing me. And so I'm kind of reflecting this back to you as something to think about and see what is relevant for you in your own life. And in the past, I personally often had to reach a certain level of threshold of like pain and suffering or burnout before accepting that boundaries were good, that they're healthy, that they're needed. And so not respecting boundaries for ourselves, or not recognizing and, and taking action that we really do need to do, it also means, kind of inadvertently, it may, means that we probably aren't creating the space for or honoring them in other people, which kind of creates further collateral damage. And so if we are feeling like we have to be, let's say, um, you know, we always have to be on for our business or we always have to be on for work or checking our emails at all hours of the day and weekend and night or whatever it is, then we're probably maybe subconsciously even expecting the same of those that we're leading or those that we're working with. And so it's having this bleed over effect. And I was just having this conversation with my husband about how we as leaders, like we will never be able to change the culture of, you know, staying in the office super late is the determinant, like the main determining factor of how committed you are to the team and how hard you're working you know, that, that doesn't obviously honor our family time. And it's like, we have this mentality, I think in the army and probably across the military in general of like trained to time and not to standard, but we should be training to standard and not to time. So if you do good quality work and you get it done, then why can't you go home to your family? You know what I mean? And so, um, but we feel this pressure to stay in the office super late just to appear like we're working even harder, you know, and it starts with the leaders, every single leader at every single level. And if we're not willing to kind of make that change in our own hearts and our own culture in our mindset then the culture across the and the whole environment is not going to change so it's that's the kind of further collateral damage that I want you to kind of think about here too so did some of these sound familiar to you <laughs> some of these costs um you know like I said these are born of my own challenges in this my own struggles in this and so I want you to think about what has a lack of boundaries cost you what is it currently costing you and your family so going more into what are boundaries not like let's define more specifically what they're not because this is this is a lot of misconceptions so number one boundaries are not about expecting other people to do certain things or other people to honor them it's not it's not as much about what other people are doing and it's more about what you are going to do if a person crosses your boundary so it's not about them and their behavior and it's like oftentimes we can get really upset or frustrated by how somebody else what somebody else does or how they respond or what they say or whatever it is but we have to remember we can't control what other people say or do but we can control our reaction to those things we can't always control our circumstances but we can always control how we respond to those circumstances and that that space between you know what happens and our response to it is where true freedom and peace lies like that's where we are most empowered if we really take ownership of what we have responsibility and and stewardship over and so in our culture, we often talk about these boundaries as if there's something we can set and then expect other people to honor. But that's not, you know, that every single person is an autonomous human being and they have free will. Like God has given them to us as a gift. They, everybody has their own values, their priorities, their preferences, their worries and concerns, right? And so even when everybody has the best of intentions, they're never going to uphold boundaries like you can. And so boundaries aren't about expecting other people to do certain things, but it's defining how you will honor them and what you will do. So we want to move away from that. We want to move more towards holding space for, for ourselves and for others and then allowing other people to choose. Like they get to freely choose. Um, and so on the other side of boundaries, I just want to encourage you 
there is so much more respect that other people can have for you and much more respect that you can have for yourself. So respect for and from other people and then also for yourself. And then number two, the second like misconception is that boundaries are, are passive. So they're not passive. They're, they're very active. It's not just an expression of what you need or what you want to change. It's not like I need this or this person's doing this thing wrong or you're doing this thing wrong. But think of it as like a two-part, um, like an if and when clause followed by an action. So the formula to think about with a boundary is when X happens, I will blank. I will do I, you know. And so this is, this is a way to ensure that the onus of the boundary is on you and it's going to give you the precise action to take every single time. It's not going to put that, put the ball in the other person's court in that sense. It does put the ball in the other person's court because they get the chance of like how to respond to that. But, but you're the one that's responsible for holding the boundary. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's really key that we communicate these boundaries. And ideally it's kind of a discussion as we're setting it. Um, and so oftentimes one of the pitfalls we can fall into is is wanting to set boundaries but never really having those those proactive forms of communication early on and so you know we need to make sure that we've communicated our boundaries ahead of time and or as proactively as we can if we're feeling like we're starting to get frustrated or resentment is building up that's a good time to start having those conversations and then if that's not getting anywhere those consequences aren't um you feel like it's not it's not making progress then that is when we really kind of want to reassess or am I actually making sure that it's when X happens, I will do X and am I following through on my end? And if not, then I'm not even holding true to my own um, values here and my own boundaries. I'm really just compromising. So let's dig into, we're going to go through more of how to do it, but first I want to dig into why it's so hard because if we acknowledge all the struggles and we acknowledge, we can actually move into how we can overcome each of those. So what makes them so dang challenging? Where does this stem from? So just kind of as a preface for this, God really calls us to have this sort of holy curiosity about ourselves and especially our interior lives because our actions, our interactions with other people, everything that we do is an overflow of what's happening inside our heart and our soul. So our it's an overflow of our values, our beliefs, these deeply ingrained habitual thought patterns, these behavior patterns, right? And these habits. So we're going to uncover what's at the root of most of our personal struggles with setting and honoring boundaries. So maybe it's boundaries might not have been respected in the past. So you feel like it's kind of, it's not even worth setting now. Maybe it's a, it's low self-esteem or low, low confidence. It could be fear of upsetting others or making other people, um, you know, feel a certain way. Fear of how a relationship might change if you set a boundary. Or you're just not sure how maybe to do it, tactically speaking. Um, and, and a lot of this can stem from, you know, what we've talked about in a couple of the recent episodes about a desire or pressure to earn approval and acceptance from other people. So we oftentimes, especially with our family and with people over the holidays, we're going to fall into a lot of people-pleasing and, like, really try to appease others. And, and these are natural human instincts, and so it's not to beat ourselves up about it, but just to become aware of how it might be actually keeping us stuck and forcing us to kind of compromise our values and, and move away from those things that really matter to us and bypass our own needs to avoid discomfort because it, it can be uncomfortable setting boundaries, and it probably will be because, we're again, we're going against the grain, and so just knowing that is, is important. But oftentimes we are seeing our worth and our, our value as dependent upon pleasing other people on producing on performing on proving ourselves on living up to whatever you know standard of perfection it is or being perfect um, or living up to certain perceived expectations of other people even and some of this can can go back to also placing our identity in our work or just other things of this world and so we may be falling victim to desire to not let other people down the team down those who believe in us down 
sort of difficulty or, or self-doubt or even shame in saying no to certain things, or maybe it's an underdeveloped skill set in saying no. Um, a fear of damaging relationships, I think we said that before, um, a sort of deep desire to protect or help or, or prevent the suffering of other people. Oftentimes it, it can come from a really, really good place, but we we have to remember too that it's not it's not always our responsibility uh, to prevent the suffering of other people. And it's also not our responsibility how other people respond and their emotions. We can't control other people's emotions. We can't control other people's actions. We can't control other people's reactions. And so kind of giving them back their agency allows us to make sure we're, again, taking ownership of the things we can control and being at peace with knowing that's not something we, we need to hold this tight grip of control over because it was never ours to control in the first place. Um, you know, I think sometimes I in the past have felt this sort of like there's this moral ethical dilemma where like if I am saying no to helping meet everybody else's needs, let's just say before my own, then I am somehow being indifferent to the suffering of other people and that it's ignoring the needs of other people if I am setting boundaries. But it's this mindset, I think, too, that I've, I've really, I think, adopted over the years of if I see a problem, it becomes my obligation to take ownership of it and to fix it myself. And my husband pointed this out to me um, that oftentimes, yeah, when nobody else is stepping up to do the hard work, I do. And I'm willing to do that. And But it oftentimes is to a fault where I just put so much on my own shoulders and I don't let other people in or I don't let other people help. And it, you know, I fall into pride or whatever it is. And... And so I, sometimes it is this sort of false dichotomy of generosity versus selfishness. And we feel like it's selfish to set a boundary, but we're going we're gonna to go through some mindset shifts to kind of disprove that. And I think another one that it can um, be stemming from is this desire, this good, holy desire to do good and to serve other people. But we are resisting the call to also be, to that we are we are God's beloved daughters and he doesn't love us because of all the things that we're doing he doesn't love us because of the ways that we're we're serving yes he loves us in that and he he calls us to do that but you know you look at your little baby who when they're first born like they can't do anything on their own and we love them and we delight in them and they are so inherently worthy and valuable no matter what unconditionally and that's how God loves us and oftentimes we forget that and we resist that call to be and to be in his presence and be loved by him in that way and to just like become childlike again because we have really just taken on so many burdens and so let God love you where you are as well and be willing to sit at the foot of the cross and just sit with him and and be and rest in his presence too um, and know that your identity doesn't isn't in all that you're doing uh, another one that I've really struggled with in the past that I see a lot of the women that I'm coaching struggle with, along with all these other ones that I'm saying, are feeling like so much relies on us or having hesitancy in delegating. And so sometimes it's it's really like this muscle we haven't strengthened or it's maybe an unwillingness to let go of a tight grasp. We're, we're clenching onto something that we really need to surrender more fully to God and trust him in. And so just remember, we don't need to grip so tightly under control in every part of our lives. God is sovereign over all and and oftentimes surrendering more deeply is what's going to bring us the fulfillment and the blessings that he really desires for us. And when our hands are too closed to, because we're tightly gripping onto something, they're also too closed to receive the things that he wants to pour in. So think about how that might apply to you. In the past, it's also been for me, um, some of the things that have held me up is like forgetting because of pride or just enthusiasm even, that like my time, my energy, my human capacity is actually limited. <laughs> and like that I, 
I have a limited capacity, you know, and I do need to sleep and I do need to take care of myself and I will burn out if I don't do those things. I, I can truly do nothing without God and he doesn't call me to be and do everything for everyone and he does not call you to do that either, sister. So if that's a belief that you've kind of internalized, just be willing to kind of re-examine that as well. And something that's really helped me to shift my mindset on this is is remembering that even Jesus didn't perform every single physical miracle for every single person who needed to be healed. Like, look at all the stories of the Bible and know that, you know, he was so busy with the most important work that there there ever was, right? But at the same time, he still retreated to to be with his father in prayer. He still rested. He still slept <laughs> while still remaining in God's will, in his perfect will. And so if if Jesus still said no sometimes if he he as a human being needed to to take care of himself too then then we can as well we can just like see his example too in that sense and and I think again he God calls us to do good for his kingdom right but we don't have to earn God's love for us and the world is going to tell us we have to earn love we have to earn approval we have to earn respect we have to earn credibility we have to earn whatever it is you know all these achievements but God God doesn't look at us in that way. His his love for us is unconditional. So the more we can kind of focus with eyes fixed on him and turn away from the world that tells us we have to do all these things to be worthy and to be valuable um, and to be accepted by others, the, the better and the easier it will be to set boundaries that are that are holy and healthy at the same time. So during the holidays, you might be seeing a lot of these things coming up, but in particular, what you might see the most is like defaulting to certain behaviors with your family, um, feeling like your your defenses or your guard is coming up. Uh, you might be defaulting into these forms of self-protection, which are really based on some of the traumas maybe of your, your childhood and your past, um, those past hurts and wounds and areas that that still need healing that from your inner child you know and and as a mom I think so many of these things come out because we our inner child is like reflected back to us in our children and so it comes you know we can end up feeling maybe it's like we are getting questioned for our parenting styles or our choices or um we end up feeling like we have to be more of a mama bear around our children when we're faced with some of these pressures, maybe from other people. And I want to remind you something that came up in my group coaching community this past weekend is that I just want to tell you and affirm this in you. No one has the right to your children. No one has the right to a certain amount of time spent with them. Nobody has is entitled to a certain amount of exposure to your children. And so don't feel guilty putting those boundaries in place and trust your instinct trust your instinct when you when you know that there are some toxic influences when you're feeling a little bit of unrest or restlessness in your heart about exposing your children to certain people or certain behaviors or certain values and things like that trust that because God has given you that intuition for a reason and that's Holy Spirit led and so I'm just so proud of my clients as they're as they're reflecting on these things and and it's coming up and it's really hard and it's really it can be really stressful over the holiday season this is the hard but freeing internal work that I think it takes to really step more fully into who God has created us to be just in all of our relationships and especially as mothers. And so, um, yeah, so those are some things I want you to think about as ways that we might have these barriers in place that are both, you know, kind of beliefs about and narratives about boundaries, but also like practical things that are holding us up from setting them or maintaining them. So if you're ready to get deeper here, we're going to um, now talk about how do we know what boundaries to implement and, and then how to do so. So the first action step that I want you to take is take a look at your life, notice one area 
where you're currently feeling some frustration, some anger, or some resentment. And then ask yourself if there's a boundary that could help you stay out of those feelings and live a little bit more in alignment. And so if so, then create a boundary using the formula that I went through. When X happens, I will Y. So write this on a post-it note, write it in a journal, write it on your phone notes, do whatever you can to help yourself remember and uphold that in the moment when it's intention of some kind. And I recommend starting with like one to three and, and kind of keeping it simple, but the biggest ones that are weighing on you, that's where I want you to start. So this could be with, you know, maybe it's extended family members during the holidays, maybe it's with a spouse, maybe it's some, you know, something even with your kids, depending on their age, especially. Um, maybe it's uh, with yourself. Like if there's, if there's some things you know are not good influences that you keep turning to that are not helping you be who you want to be or be present or show up as you want to be, then that's something that you might need a boundary as well and give yourself permission to do that. So, you know, I think uh, one thing that can be helpful is, for example, with those conversation topics maybe that we don't want to have with extended family members. Before you go to that holiday get-together, if you know there's going to be a family member who usually, you know, has conversations with you about a topic that always rubs you the wrong way or, like, you've never really been comfortable with but you might not have communicated it before, something you can do is you can just say ahead of time, I'm no longer available to have conversations about X topic. So if you ask me about that, I'm not going to answer or I'm going to walk away or this is what I'm going to do. You know, and it can be scary. It can be scary, but it also can be very liberating because then you don't have to like be stressed and anxious about it the entire time. And like that can take up so much mental space. Um, you know, another so other examples here is, you know, maybe when my, my kid is crying or having a meltdown or throwing a tantrum, I'm going to breathe deeply and focus on regulating myself before reacting so I can be a safe place for him or her. Really, really working on this with, with our kids. Um, but this, again, it's, it's putting the onus on you and not like, it's not my kid's responsibility to fix their tantrum because this, they just don't know how to, this is their expression of their emotions. It's their, them communicating their needs and they don't know another way to do it. And so, I can always control how I respond to it, and I want to be a safe space for my children to um, share their emotions and, and for them to feel like they're allowed instead of dismissed or in invalidated. Um, when I break a habit I'm trying to set, let's just say it's a healthy habit with food, with exercise, with anything, I will focus on my next best choice rather than telling myself I've failed and I'm giving up if I, if I you know, maybe fall short of my goal or if I am not as consistent as I want to be. Because I think so many times, I've been talking about this a lot in um, the, the episodes that I recently published about food, about fitness through the holidays, and then this has been coming up time and time again in this last month with my group coaching community as well. We, we tend to fall into these all or nothing mindsets where if we feel like we're not living up to those goals that we set for ourselves, we then end up beating ourselves up so much and like basically it's like, oh, screw it. It's not worth doing at all, you know, but no, that's not the case. Something is always better than nothing when it comes to these healthy habits. And so, you know, set maybe set that as a boundary for yourself you know I'm not going to give up completely I'm going to just say okay the next next day is a new day and, and we're going to start again you know or what that next best choice is what's that next best choice that I can make uh, maybe another one is like impulse shopping so you know if you have financial goals you're working towards as a family and those kinds of things maybe it's before I buy something I'm going to pause and ask myself is this something I really need or my family really needs or is it just an impulse decision is it maybe like fear of missing out or shame guilt insecurity driving this is it boredom or stress is it just another void I'm trying to fill to get a dopamine hit um you know maybe it's like when I don't think I have time to rest and relax I'm going to remind myself that that resting is actually going to allow me to get more done and be more productive and feel a million times better when doing it um so that's something you can set for yourself too 
For me, it's when difficult emotions come up in order to make sure I'm emotionally regulated. I will practice identifying, you know, what sensations are in my body, what's going on, and allow those emotions to move through me like a wave instead of ignoring or suppressing them. When those difficult emotions come up, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to criticize myself for having them. Uh, When I realize I'm spiraling into negative or anxious thoughts, I'm going to bring myself back to the present and ask myself, okay, how am I safe right now? How How are things good right now? So those are some examples of both things you can apply personally for yourself and also in relationship with other people. Um, But some phrases that can help you a lot in setting boundaries is, I am or I'm no longer comfortable with X. In order to protect my mental health, I need to or I'm going to do X. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to talk about this topic any longer. No thanks or no thank you. So those are some examples for you, but make sure you're following that formula um, that I gave you as well of when X happens, I will blank. But those are some other phrases that can really assist you in having those conversations that are that are hard and can be uncomfortable. Number two, this, the second step here, in addition to really that first action step of taking a look at your life, noticing where you might need boundaries, and then deciding on them, is assessing your boundaries that you might already have in place or when you're starting to implement them. So it can be hard to find the right balance of too rigid or too flexible and too kind of porous. Um, and so I'm going to tell you some of these signs to look for that you're kind of on one extreme end and where you can also notice if you're in the right place of that healthy balance. So signs that you're too rigid with your boundaries. You might be feeling like you have to isolate yourself more to self-protect. You might not be letting other people in. You might be avoiding intimacy or have very few close relationships where you feel seen and known like deeply in your heart and and like in who you really are and who how you really are are feeling and all of those things. You're probably if you're in this place like not likely to ask for help. You're, you may be keeping other people at a distance to avoid being hurt. And all of this I'm saying with a ton of self-compassion because I've been here too and it's not a fun place to be and it can be really hard to overcome those roadblocks to asking for help to letting other people in. And so much of this again is, is sort of a trauma response because we may have been hurt in the past by letting other people in. But really what this is doing is it's creating a false sense of safety. And I want you to, if you're in this place, give yourself a lot of grace and also when you're ready take a look and evaluate, okay, what is it actually costing me to not let other people in, to isolate myself, to, because it's probably leading you to a lot more spirals of shame and insecurity and guilt and not feeling like you're enough and and all of those things. You're probably beating yourself up a lot. And I know in those times that I haven't been letting other people in, there's a lot of shame that it is all kind of underlying. And it's, when we let other people in, it becomes unshamed because somebody can witness the sh- us in the struggle and they can affirm our, our value and our dignity and our who we are and, and our capacity and our confidence and all of these things. And so, you know, you are worthy of, of being seen and known and also loved in those vulnerable places. Okay, the other extreme is that we're when we're too flexible, we're too porous with those boundaries. We may have difficulty saying no to others. We may... Um, fear, rejection, or abandonment, judgment, disappointment um, in disappointing others. We may overshare you know, personal information even when we feel uncomfortable because we're pressured to. So going back to what are some of those maybe uncomfortable conversation topics, you really don't want to answer those questions, um, but you feel pressured to, like you, you're not able to say no. You may be feeling like you have to be over-involved with other people's problems that they're struggling with. And, and for me in the past, this has been really like taking on other everyone else's burdens and pouring myself into others constantly 
without it being as mutual. And so maybe it's friends who are, you know, it's, it feels one-sided in the friendship, like you're giving more than you're, you're receiving. Um, and there's times and places and there's, you know, different forms of friendship, but just kind of taking that honest look, um, or being really reliant on the opinions of other people. Those are all signs that you might be too flexible in those boundaries. Healthy, firm, just right kind of boundaries, it, it means that you're going to be valuing your own opinions. You aren't going to be compromising your values for other people's sake or because of a lot of those external pressures. You are going to be comfortable saying no without fear of the relationship changing um, or, or you're able to work through that discomfort in those fears. You can experience kind of nuance in these things and in these relationships. And so that's where we really want to be. We want to be in those places. So now we're going to go through some mindset shifts uh, to overcome the resistance that you're going to feel internally. And really, again, we're, we're all on this journey together and in different ways and different layers, um, we're, we're growing through this. And so completely with you here. So some, some, you know, reframes for your internal narrative, that is a critical step in overcoming the roadblocks that are, are in your way of setting and, and actually protecting those boundaries when you do set them. So remember, ultimately, you can't control what other people, other family members, other friends, other anyone says, believes, or thinks. And when we set boundaries, we're probably going to inevitably lose people or certain aspects of the relationship will change. But that's okay because it makes room for those who do respect and honor our needs and want to treat us with dignity. And so you're going to run into those people who are not going to respect your boundaries or are going to give you a hard time for setting them when you do. It does not mean that you didn't do it right or that you shouldn't have or there's something wrong, okay? So I just want to affirm you in that. So some of the scripts and, and affirmations or mindset shifts that you can use to really help you to kind of break through some of those mental walls and barriers that you have. These are the ones I've written that have really helped me. Boundaries are good, virtuous, healthy. They are important, loving, and respectful to myself and other people. Boundaries honor my worth and the worth of others. Oh, another part of boundaries being loving that I think is really important is that they actually are very proactive in present, preventing resentment from building. Because the reality is, we as human beings, if we are constantly feeling like internally we're walked on, we're walked all over, we're going to grow resentful and we're not going to be able to treat them the way that they deserve to be treated either. We're going to eventually fall apart or like it'll boil over and that will, that will come out in some form of frustration or anger or whatever it is. Um, or it'll just be held so tightly in our hearts that we're, we're still not going to be able to be like thinking about them and treating them in the way that they deserve. So I know this is definitely the case with marriage, with everything. So just to keep that in mind too. Boundaries honor my worth and the worth of others. Boundaries, when properly ordered, they cultivate internal peace, harmony, freedom, presence, joy. They help me gain clarity in decision making and fulfillment in my life. Like, whoa, those are all things that we want, right? Um, the loving no, or the loving not yet, or not me, but maybe somebody else, that's the greater yes to do what I ought to do in the present moment, to love and serve those who mean the most to me more generously and fully. Because if we're always giving ourselves to everybody else and leaving nothing for, let's just say in work, and leaving nothing for our family at the end of the day, we're going to start resenting our work. We're going to feel all the guilt because we're giving our family the leftovers of us, you know, and, and I've been there too, and that's not a fun place to be. I was there for a long time. And so, you know, that these things are loving, like boundaries are loving, and it gives us the room for the greater yes when we say no. Boundaries are purpose-driven guardrails that ensure the secondary doesn't become the primary. So the good doesn't distract from the great. So the urgent doesn't overtake the important, right? Boundaries honor my dependence on God and allow me to operate and work from a place of rest and peace 
rather than turning to rest from a constant state of work or overwork. (laughs) Um, Boundaries protect the light and the dreams that God has placed within me. They guard me from toxic influences and also temptations towards sin. Man, guys, how many of you need to set more boundaries with social media? (laughs) I know I do. This is something that comes up a ton in my group coaching community as well. We are always constantly assessing where do we need to set boundaries in this season of our life with social media. So, how many of us fall into temptations towards sin or towards vanity or towards comparison? Um, so many different things just because of social media. So we'll have a podcast episode on that soon because it's so important. Um, another one is boundaries deepen my trust, humility, and surrender to the Lord. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't need to earn the approval or agreement of others to be aligned with God's will. Oh, man. Like, who are we trying to seek approval from, right? Are we are we keeping our eyes fixed on everybody else and everybody else's opinions of us? Or are we really looking to God and keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord? Are we making an idol of the opinions of other people, even, or on our external um, perceptions of us, you know, and those kinds of things? Our reputation, whatever it may be. Boundaries can evolve in different seasons of life. Boundaries often have what feels like a temporal cost or a temporary cost, but bear eternal fruit. And, and help it be more sustainable to all that we're doing. So I really encourage you to take take all that and to heart and reflect on it. And num- you know, step number one, really draw awareness of your own roadblocks. The root causes your own narrative surrounding boundaries. And you know, take into take into account some of these questions that I gave you, and, and ask yourself how how comfortable do I feel in setting boundaries? What you know, what have my past experiences, both negative and positive, been in setting boundaries? What are my barriers? You know, what things are resonating with me? What emotions are coming up when I think about boundaries or when I do need to set boundaries? Um, how do I know when boundaries have been crossed? Uh, you know, and are there certain people you might struggle with setting boundaries with, especially as you go into the holidays, look ahead and say, who, who am I going to struggle with probably? What can I do to be proactive in that? Um, and then I think on a, on a positive note too, who is someone that you're in relationship with that actually does a really good job of identifying and then implementing boundaries and how can you look to them as an example? So those are the first, um, that's the first step. The second step really remember is, calling out some of these lies, replacing them with truth about boundaries and how they're good, they're healthy, they're necessary, how they actually honor the Lord, how they honor your inherent worth. And then that will help you to, number three, discern and to establish those boundaries where they're needed and then maintain them with greater integrity when you do set them. So, you know, this hopefully equipped you to really decide on those boundaries to set during the holiday season and then using that framework and the tools that I've provided you to really hold to them. Um, And then that's something you can do, too, is to write those scripts out, right, for your own mindset. Like, what resonates with you that's going to help you shift your frame of mind around boundaries? Then number four is really just take one step at a time to do this with with patience, with compassion, self-compassion, especially um, giving yourself grace and other people grace, um, but being diligent in it as well. And then keeping your why in mind. Remember your deeper why, because that's going to keep you going when it gets hard, when you're facing the resistance. And then number five recognize and celebrate those wins you know whenever you do set a boundary like be proud of yourself for that that's amazing you know and that's going to enable you to sustain the growth and the breakthroughs through it and then the last step really seek support encouragement and accountability from trusted friends from mentors throughout and so if you're ready to take this a step further if you need some accountability or or want some space to really process through this and to apply it in your own life or discern what this can look like for you in the holiday season or wherever you're at I would love to serve you through a one-on-one coaching call so we can do just a power session in one hour and create a really safe space for you to reflect on this and make a lot of progress and bust through whatever roadblocks um 
are keeping you stuck. And trust me, there's, there's no, no judgment, no shame, like none of that, because I've been, I've been in all of these places and it's not fun. I know it's not fun. And there's a lot of pain there. That's like unspoken pain. And so whatever external circumstances you have, whatever mental hangups, whatever fears, whatever it is that you're facing, I just want to be here for you and know that you can always reach out to me. So you can reach out to me by email at Megan at armedwithheart.com or use the link in the show notes to book a one-on-one call. And I would, I would just love to be here to support you in that. And if you want to join a group, if you want to have these types of conversations and work through these things in community, in a virtual community of women who are like-minded, who are growth-minded, who are faith-oriented, then I'd love for you to join my Renew program. We've been having ongoing discussions on this topic over the entire duration of my program and just supporting each other in it, and it's so amazing to see. So you'll find the link below as well. So you know what to do, my friend. I'm lifting you up to the Lord and praying that he brings you, you know, a lot of clarity and the courage that you need to really move forward in healthy, loving boundaries that are going to help you to be more you, to live out who you have been created to be more fully and who God calls you to be for everybody around you. So it's been a joy to spend this time with you. I can't wait to talk soon and I will see you next time.